Hi there. Our manor is pre-recorded on Sunday morning before the 11 a.m. youth service at PCA St. Andrew's Church of Nyerere Road. Here's a warm welcome to join in our service as well as like, subscribe to our channel at Stance Worship on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcast, Breaker and Radio Public. Karibu. Welcome to the St. Andrew's Stance Praise Team channel whose brand name is Stands Worship. We open our manner podcast with expositions on the Book of Psalms as it provides depth in the nature of worship affected. They are not only poetic sources of prayer, hymn, song, wisdom and verse as forms of worship, but also a pillar of knowledge on Yahweh's attributes. They reflect on God's nature. Thus, not surprising, they are at the center of the Bible both in chapter and verse. They reveal Yahweh is deserving of our worship and their current relevance in our lives today. The Psalms were mainly written by David, Solomon, and the sons of Korah. The first 41 Psalms were written by David whilst he was a warrior through his kingship, fatherhood, and until his death. May Yahweh guide us as we delve into these chapters. Good morning, guys. It's such a beautiful Sunday morning, the 11th of August, 2019. And we are blessed today to have our mana from the one and the only, Bloodworth. Yeah, Bloodworth. And also, we shall have our opening prayer from none other than Ron Collins. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for yet another morning that you've given us. Thank you for life. Thank you for bringing us together for, for another session of Bible exposition. Lord, I pray for each and every one of our hearts that they will be receptive, that the word we will receive from Bloodworth uh, will grow and that you will see to it that it produces fruit in our lives, O oh Father. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, so let's open our hearts, open our minds, and open your ears to listen to the powerful word coming. Uh, so guys, um, this is um, I'm Bloodworth, and yeah, uh, today we'll be we'll be looking at the book of Psalms, chapter 17, in length. Uh, so um, today uh, I'm having someone to read for me. We are doing an exposition with Joan Jambi, and yeah, let's let's hear let's hear what the Lord says from the book of Psalms. 17. So I'm just going to read some of the verses and then he'll continue from that. Uh, verse 1. Hear me, Lord. My plea is just. But my plea is just. Listen to my cry. Hear my prayer. It does not rise from deceitful lips. Let my vindication come from you. May your eyes see what is right. Though you probe my heart, though you examine me at night and test me, you will find that I have planned no evil. My mouth is not transgressed. Though people tried to bribe me, I have kept myself from the ways of the violence through what your lips have commanded. My steps have held to your paths. My feet have not stumbled. 
I call on you, my God, for you will answer me. Turn your ear to me and hear my prayer. Show me the wonders of your great love. You who save, uh, you who save by your right hand, those who take refuge in you from their foes. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. Um, so we start from verse 9. From the wicked who are out to destroy me. Okay, so from verse 8. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. From the wicked who are out to destroy me. From my mortal enemies who surround me. They close up their colors hearts and their mouths speak with arrogance. They have tracked me down. They now surround me with eyes alert to throw me to the ground. They are like a lion hungry for prey, like a fierce lion crouching in cover. Rise up, Lord, confront them, bring them down. With your sword, rescue me from the wicked. By the hand, save me from such people, Lord from those of this world whose reward is in this life. May what you have stored up for the wicked fill their bellies. May their children gorge themselves on it. And may there be leftovers for their little one. As for me, I will be vindicated and will see your face. When I awake, I will be satisfied with seeing your likeness. So, um, <clears throat> Sometimes I tend to see Psalms as David's diary. Like he writes stuff about how his days are going. Like some, uh, some of us, I don't know who writes diaries. Well, me, I don't. You're, okay. Uh, my brother here, James, he always writes diaries. He, he always has a diary to write on. Okay. Yeah. So David tends to like uh, just explain to God how his normal kingdom kingdom days are going and how things are happening. And in one of the chapters, in chapter 17, well, it's basically about him asking for help from God. Uh, we can see that, first of all, when you're about to ask help from your parents, first of all, you try to go to him or her with all the bonus points about yourself, how you're so good, how you've helped him out throughout the week with the chores and all that, how you've been a good boy or a good girl. And that's what David does here. He gets the attention of God, first of all, in verse 1. Hear me, Lord, my plea is just. His, what, whatever he wants to, to seek, it's just, meaning it's, um, it's, it's acceptable uh, when it comes to uh, justifications. Listen to my cry and hear my prayer. It does not rise from deceitful lips. Tari Ashaji justifies that whatever he is going to say are not lies. So let my vindication come from you. May your eyes see what is right. And though you probe my heart, though you examine me night and test, though you examine me at night and test me, you will find that I have no planned. I have planned no evil. My mouth has not transgressed. All this, he's actually uh, trying to explain to God how he's, he's righteous, how he can actually search, how God can actually search through him. Now, he won't get something odd or something weird about him. And sometimes I usually, like, 
I usually envy David's relationship with God because for you to reach to that level whereby I do not be a God, you can even come right now and, and try to vindicate me. Now, you won't get anything wrong with me. That, that is some optimum level of relationship that you'll ever have with God because in Amanisha you're always abiding by his rules, you're always abiding by his words, you're always following what he wants. You're apart from him being yeah apart from him as a, he doesn't take god as this really yeah of course he's tough yeah but they have more of a friendly friend yeah. hallelujah scratch that they have more of a friendly relationship rather than a professional kind of relationship he talks to him in a way that a father no, a son talks to a father. So, that's what happens from verse 1 to verse 5. Then, from verse 6, let's say from verse 6, I call, I call on you, my God, for you will answer me. Turn your ear to me and hear my prayer. Show me the wonders of your great love. You who save by your right hand those who take refuge in you from their foes. First of all, there is the, the word, uh, there is the word act. Kitambo tukonafundishwa praying and all that. So act, it's an, it's an acronym. First of all, you acknowledge him, the A. C, it's confession. T is thanksgiving then. Yeah, what? Yeah, I don't know the last one, what it means. But yeah, so the first one is acknowledgement. This is what David does here. He's actually, he's actually acknowledging to God that he is, uh, that he is, uh, okay, he says here, um, Show me the wonders of your great love. You who save by your right hand, those who refuge in you from, uh, from their foes. He's actually, he's actually declaring to God that he's, he's a person that you can trust when it comes to taking refuge in him. He'll not, he'll not fail you in any way. So um, one of the most interesting parts about this whole thing, I have three interest, interesting parts in this whole psalm. First of all, it's verse 8. He says, Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings from the wicked who are out to destroy me, from the mortal enemies who surround me. That's David's... Okay, according to... David has so many enemies. We can actually see that he's asking God for help from enemies because that's the whole thing that's the whole context of this psalm he's talking about how he needs help from god from his enemies and he has enough confidence he's the apple of god's eye keep me as the apple of your eye and hide me in the shadow of your wings i really desire that that level of of relationship with god whereby you're confident that I'm confident enough to ask him to protect me as the apple of his eye. So I was just looking at the definition of an apple of an eye. It's the place in the eye where it hurts the most when it's when there is a light touch, but you can still feel pain. For you to be in that, okay, everyone is in that position in God's eyes, yeah? But now the problem is, the, the problem comes in with us do we see ourselves as those people who god can actually feel pain 
when we go through stuff do we really do we really see ourselves as do we really see ourselves as that important in the eyes of god well to david he is an important asset to god so uh so here from verse 10 he's actually explaining how how the enemy is how the enemy is uh how how the enemy is is attacking them how the enemy is attacking him so he's actually trying to explain from verse 10 they close up their colors hearts and their mouths speak with arrogance they have tracked me down they now surround me with eyes alert to throw me to the ground and they're just waiting for him to just attack him and all so david is just there trying to trying to explain to god how the enemies are actually raging up against against him yeah uh so he's actually explaining how he's been he's been how he's been uh how the enemies have been planning to attack him of which this can be i read a commentary last week uh, as i was trying to study this word uh, last week meaning the week before uh, yeah of course uh trying to explain uh the guy the guy who was explaining this book was saying uh one of the enemies of course was one of the biggest enemies of 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 david was Saul apart from him being apart from the Amalekites and all the other guys Saul was always out hunting after him atakama he was david was there to give him the musical uh uh sensation and relaxing and all but Saul was always out there to destroy him and so and actually you see when someone is is describing how the enemy is raging up against them the father who is in heaven Tetia Amekapo is just happy about you being attacked obviously he'll come down to rescue you and David trusts God so much that he he pours his 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 heart to him and in the process of doing that he's also uh on a provide the adjectives to these enemies like niwabaya their their words are so arrogant that everything as in and are described in the worst ways possible and that doesn't give the enemies a chance with god so kama god knew them say kurejaraka hiyo ndile time ya kucharge and that's why sometimes i'm usually so happy that god is not human because god angekuwa david maze hakuna no one will survive no one will survive it will be re- it, it will be tough because david himself uh, we can see from we can see from verse uh, from verse 13 rise up lord confront them bring them down with your sword rescue me from the wicked imagine now if it was david someone else was telling him about these enemies angeduaje he would have he he would have actually risen up and confronted them with his sword and and he would have saved the guy and also uh, he would have rewarded them and yeah as much as god is is really fierce and is really akishikona wrath ameshikonayo but it's a whole evidence that really god cannot be human because god is a god uh, who is merciful and he takes his time he takes his time to warn you he used prophets he used all these guys to to warn these enemies 
in the previous generation and the next generation. He used prophets. Till now, he's still warning them. As much as Kunapat Ali Ali were destroyed, but he's still warning them. The final, the final punishment, the, fi the final judgment will be the second coming of Christ. That's the only time that God, not that he won't have mercy, but he would have washed his hands towards the bad people who are persecuting the Christians. Because David here, he's standing in our place to, 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 to advocate for us. Um, now, I said I have three most interesting parts in this psalm. So another interesting part is whereby he is actually uh, from verse 14. Well, well, I was even reading the, the verse. It was really funny. I couldn't resist laughing. By your, by your hand, save me from such people, Lord, from those of this world whose reward is in this life. First of all, that part. When someone is telling God about you to reward you from the things of this world, that's not good. That's not good at all. Because uh, the things of this world, first of all, they are wicked. The things of this world are temporary. They're not eternal. And as much as they are temporary, they're the worst. Uh, from, uh, by your hand, save me from, from such people, Lord, from those of this world whose reward is in this life. Meaning we have a clue that David believes in second resurrection, in the second, in the second coming of Christ, in the second gift of life. In short, he believes in the eternal life. So, and may, so he continues saying, May what you have stored up for the wicked fill their bellies. And you know how that's irritating. May their children gorge themselves on it. The children are so innocent. The babies are so innocent. Yet he tells them, he, he tells God to And it doesn't just end there. He also declares the curse upon the grandchildren. Is leftovers for their little ones. As in how savage is that? Me, I thank God David is not God. Because me, I understand my ancestors were so evil. As in my, my own ancestors, they were so evil. My dad used to tell us, like, they were so, while well, Konauchawi mobs, they used to believe in Uchawi. So imagine if God, if, if David was God, eh? happen with your, with your, with your, with your, with your lineage or with your ancestors. But at the end of the day, I'm still being punished. That's why I'm so happy that God is just God. And so, verse 15. Verse 15, the last part, also one of my interesting parts, the third part where I find it really interesting. As for me, I will be vindicated and will see your face. You just give them, fill up their stomachs with curses, with, thing, with bad things. But me, God, eh? you, you will judge me and I will see your face at the end of the day. And when I am awake, he's talking about the second rising. And when he's awake, he will be satisfied with seeing his likeness. David is actually looking forward to the second rising. He's looking forward to, to the part where he dies physically, and now he can see God face to face without any interference. And to me, that's an encouragement. Because we are able to 
we are able to to have the faith that God exists and we are going to see him later later when when we when we transform from our physical being so from this whole chapter all i can just say is uh, when we seek god forever he will listen to us as long as we abide by his word as long as we are we we are there we are we are after his own heart he will come through for us and he will he'll, he'll obviously he won't he won't take us away from the tribulations but he'll always be there to walk with us because that's what we have seen with David. David has gone through a lot but still God is always there with him. Uh yeah. And at the end of the day that we'll see his face. So for me this is just an encouragement for those who are crying out to God for help and all. So yeah, that's the exposition for Psalms 17. Yes, see.